You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. On Sunday, April 10th, a group of Dunedin bands broke into and hosted a gig at Sammy's, a former nightclub purchased by the DCC in 2017 that remains empty. The illegal gig was dubbed the Felonious Fandango. Radio 1 spoke to the organisers of the event, and this is what they had to say. We really want to dance. We're really sad that we couldn't dance, and we was clear that we weren't going to do any harm. It's possibly one of the best stages in the country. Um, it rivals the region, and it's got such a storied history, you know, like, so many really important bands have played there, and Determined to continue the legacy, the musicians formulated a plan to play the one-off gig, one that they believed was safe, secure, and created a space for people to have fun. The bands donated their time as they felt it was an important thing worth doing. I guess doing important things because they're worth doing. I'm not sure about everyone, but in my mind you can't be paid for the amount of work you do as an artist. Regardless of how much you pay, art is such a lot of passion. It requires such a lot of passion and such a lot of work that you'll never be paid equal to your mm. input. And sometimes it's nice to just get together and enjoy yourselves as much as possible and forget about any sort of um, economic input. So I guess that's part of it. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to dance. <laughs> yeah. That's really it. Although it was an illegal gig, the organisers of the event say that safety was a priority for them. No, we, um, we were really sure to keep all the fire, fire exits um, clear. We signposted any hazards that we found in the building. There was a, you could get up into the um, uh, heavens above the stage by this terrifying 10 metre ladder of wood. So we, <laughs> um, we signposted everything. Um, yeah, yeah, we... Uh, we were just looking out for everyone as well. Like yeah. both, both, both the organisers, shall we say, um, were just keeping an eye on people. There was only one guy who got a bit too drunk, like <laughs> was outside and just made sure it was all good. But we, yeah, we had water and um, yeah, we we were just very nervous because obviously we have there's no legal powers. We'd have to make sure personally that everyone was the organizers considered the event a success with over 100 people in attendance while they don't believe that semis itself should be reopened given its age and location they said that they believe that there should be more medium-sized venues around the city when it comes to viable and long-term options and that the felonious fandango was about creating a much-needed space for the creatives of the city it wasn't merely a protest gig someone else to solve your issues and I think the Thelonious Fandango is about solving a lack of music venues straight up just ourselves yeah. um, I, I think that's why it was so joyous and so fun is because it wasn't we weren't like hey DCC we need more venues we were like here's a venue yeah. who wants to play the DCC has been working on a live music action plan, and an update will be presented to Council in July. The Council's 10-year plan includes $17 million for a mid-sized theatre in Dunedin. While well, the final option has not been decided, a DCC spokesperson said, 
Semis was ruled out due to the costs involved and other constraints. Responding to questions about the felonious Fandango, the spokesperson also said that the DCC was aware of the recent unauthorised event held inside the building. The building was entered unlawfully and the matter has been referred to police, they said. Sam Chin, the original owner of Sammy's, spoke to Radio 1 when he found out about the illegal gig and said he was curious as to why he wasn't invited. Uh, the only disappointment was I wasn't there. <laughs> the building originally opened as the Majesty Theatre in 1897 and remained a prominent theatre for decades before Chin began Sammy's in 1983. Sammy's was shut down in 2017 after Chin lost his liquor licence due to a number of safety and legal issues on the premises, and fearing it would be torn down, the DCC bought the building. Sam and his brother now run The Crown, one of the last remaining music venues in the city, which many bands consider the final frontier of gig culture. Sam agreed that Dunedin is missing venues and that there is a dire need for more support for our creative community. You, they can hold 800 people. Yeah. That's what they miss. It's, um, the band that's coming... Sam said that while there is a way out of this crisis, the solutions are tricky. Well, you need money. Yeah, for money. Yeah. There, there's other things. I mean, there's not a lot of people. I mean, the names are old money. You know, until they established, they got plenty of money. But old people aren't out there spending it. Well, they wouldn't. Oh, I've been here and said, let's do something for the young ones. I think it's a bit sad, really, because for the need to grow, you've got to inject money into it. doesn't matter, those old buggers. Yeah. They're not going to risk running a, a, a bloody nightclub, yeah. you know, a band venue. Yeah. You know, for what? We don't need to do that. We just put it in the bank and get 3% or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. But whoever yeah. takes the risk. Or, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah. You know, whoever does it, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be pleased. Yeah. I'll be right behind them. Yeah. You know, because me and Jones were getting too old to be doing that. Yeah. Well, Jones isn't. He's, he's good ass. Sam also added that the situation of the past looked a lot different to how it does now. Twenty years ago, there'd be fifteen pubs with bands. Yeah. Now, you get a handful. Yeah. If that. Yeah. If that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so the bands are struggling, yeah. venues are struggling, pubs are struggling, we're all struggling. Yeah. When Radio 1 reached out to him, Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins agreed and said that in the 20 years he has lived in Dunedin, there have certainly been cycles in terms of music venues, how they've structured and the communities they've served. But the traditional model where bands could play for free and the venue would recoup their costs across the bar has become far more difficult to sustain. If we only have venues for hire, then that obviously makes it far too difficult for both local and touring bands of a certain scale. Hawkins also said that this COVID protection framework saw artists as the first to be hit and the last to recover, thanks to the restrictions on gatherings and now a degree of public reluctance. We continue to advocate to government and other funding bodies alongside other councils around the country for targeted support for the entertainment and events industries given the rough couple of years that they've had. Max, the frontman for Hot Sauce Club, one of the bands at the Felonious Fandango, said this of the current gigging situation. It's pretty terrible at the moment. Um, there's not really anywhere to play except um, U Bar or Dive, at least on a student perspective. You know, just not practical. Max also notes that the current lack of venues and creative spaces also impacts audiences and how exposed people are to music, saying that a lot of gigs are specifically catered to a particular year group and demographic. And, and the hard thing about U-Bar is that it, it's catered to like 
pretty much a strictly student audience. If you know, like, I, I doubt that anyone over the age of probably fourth year would go there, and certainly not anyone that's outside of uni age. You know, like, yeah. so it's hard if you if you've got like a mixed crowd that you want to get along to gigs or whatever. The lack of venue spaces has caused musicians to try and find new ways to gig and share their music with the Dunedin community. One of the most popular ways to do this was to start playing gigs at flat parties, where there was no strict licensing, expenses or regulations. Gigging at parties seemed to be briefly become a viable alternative, but it still doesn't generate quite the same magic, according to Ollie, member of another felonious Fandango band, the Beatniks. House parties definitely, definitely have their place. It's like epic to they just have like a little disorganised, throw together, just rager at someone's flat, but yeah, that doesn't really compare to having a, yeah, like you said, dialed in sound system and like lighting and, yeah, lighting and just, the whole, just the whole shebang, yeah. Save Dunedin Live Music was set up by local musical talent to try and solve many of these issues and is now working with the DCC on a live music action plan. And the DCC has already committed funding. A DCC spokesperson told Radio 1 that venues are a focus of this work. Additionally, Mayor Hawkins said that there are active discussions with private developers who are looking at a new purpose-built live venue to sit on the stadium precinct. Hawkins said that this would add to the options for mid-size acts, local and touring, but is still a couple of years away from bearing fruit. The musicians' messages to the council are the same. Funding, give, yeah, give us somewhere. Like the DCC just pushes this image of still running, riding the Dunedin sound wave, pushing this image of like a creative hub and stuff of New Zealand arts creative, creative hub, but then kind of contradicting themselves by not funding any venues or having like nowhere, no substantial yeah. place to play. I think. A lot of people feel the same way. It's not just, you know, mm. musicians or students. It's, you know, like a lot of the general public feel the same way that are there just as kind of supporters of music yeah. or of the Dunedin scene in general. Like a lot of them are disappointed to see what it's come to. Mm. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.